0: The Ziggler Show comes from the legacy of Zig Ziggler and brings together personal and professional growth, business success, and faith. I'm your host, Kevin Meller. In this episode, more goals so big they scare you. Uh, Goals so big they scare you. This is part two. In episode 810, Tom Ziggler and I responded to comments to this question, who has a big goal, maybe bigger than you honestly feel capable of, maybe bigger, uh, so big that you're not even comfortable sharing it publicly. Uh, since we received feedback from listeners about how great the show content was, and we still had so many comments that we never even got to, we decided to continue on. Some highlights that we hit in this show, comments we address uh, Nicole's parents' home was lost in a fire in January, and her big goal is to save up $20,000 to give them this Christmas, yet coronavirus hit and her income dipped. She's trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, Tars has a big idea he's confident in, but he's afraid to share it for feel of the idea being stolen. Renee wants to leave regular real estate for flipping homes and wants to find a relationship leading to marriage. Beffrey wants to teach business to children from her homeland in Kenya, where they're so often oppressed and just on and on from there. Uh, you're of course going to be inspired, but I think this show will do more and truly incite you to embrace your big goals with far more confidence. Than just about anything else here people's testimonies is so powerful to us all so we'll get started right after I share what else we have for you and some great products and services Well, Tom, these questions on or comments, testimonies of goals so big, they scare you or they may be hard to even share publicly was so good in episode 810. We only got through half of them at best. So we're just going to continue on and hear some great stories. You ready? I'm ready. All right, man. First one from Nicole Christine. Uh, she says, January 11th, that's of this year, which of this recording is 2020. My parents lost their home in a fire. That's how 2020 began for our family. At that time, I was struggling to figure out uh, my why for my business and what I wanted to use my profits for. When that happened to our home, I decided I was working my business for mom and dad this year to give back to them. I set a goal of saving $20,000 to pay them back for helping me out financially over the years and treating them to a very nice vacation. Then COVID happened, uh, the the current pandemic. And who knows when the world will open it up back up so they can safely travel. I only have 4,000 saved at this point. I don't know where the 16,000 will come from by this Christmas. This is going to be a Christmas gift because they don't know that I'm doing this. Uh, I'm not giving up on the goal, but I do, I do want to see how much I can save by then. If I have to continue saving into 2021 due to the pandemic, then I will do so. I asked her what her business is, and she said, Mary Kay, something that Ziegler is very uh, fond and uh, understanding of. I and mean, that is just a great example to me, Tom, of something that, I mean, how can we say that's not a worthy and valiant Goal, And here she is. She starts off with a bang and then something like this happens. And the easy thing to question is, well, maybe that wasn't the right goal, right? Just like Moses hitting the Red Sea and going, well, maybe I wasn't supposed to do this. And yet with any valiant goal there are going to be obstacles. And this one, of course, hit us, it blindsided us all. I mean, it could have been anything, Tom. I mean, I could get hit by a car tomorrow and that would be my personal pandemic. This is one that affected us all. But man, that's difficult, especially with something as altruistic as what Nicole has here to take that and go, gosh, you know, even from a faith-based standpoint, to go, God, what's with that?
1: (laughs) You know, I look at that and I think, my goodness, uh, a fire, COVID-19, murder, murder hornets, you know, what else is going to happen here? Yeah. But I look at it and I think to myself, wow, what a blessing that the focus was outside of yourself. You know, what a blessing to say, you know what, I want to make my business all it can be to serve my parents, to serve something beyond, uh, you know, something personal that you might want. It's good to have personal you know, aspirations as well but here's the reality. You know, so many people are thinking, wow, I'd love to have 4,000 in profit in my business this year. True. Right. You know, and so this is what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to turn around things are going to get better. There's going to be a vaccine, a cure or treatment. We're going to get used to this. We're going to adapt. We're going to be there. And mm-hmm. even though in the process, it may be difficult. It may be, take twice as much energy to create one, a happy customer as before because of the situation we're in, you're serving so many people in the process, you're planting so many seeds that that's going to come back. And one of the things that we talk a lot about at Ziegler is that unless you have a compelling why, a reason bigger than yourself, and we even call it the why behind the why behind the why, when obstacles come, you get derailed. And so I just I just want to applaud this, you know, and there then it's, you know, I remember uh, I tell the story as I was flying from Dallas. And this was a couple of years ago. Big old windstorm. I mean, just a crazy windstorm. Kevin, you've probably been on the plane where the where the wings are even shaking before you go down the runway. Yeah, we take off and the wind is so strong from the side that I'm looking out on the ground and the plane is going sideways on the ground from the wind. So we gained some altitude and about a minute after we were airborne, the pilot comes on and it's never good when the pilot comes on right after you take off, right? I mean, it's just, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've got some news, it's not very good. Uh, We're gonna have to return to the airport. We were blown so far off course that we've got to land and start over again. Good. Oh, come on. (laughs) Almost had me. (laughs) Did he say that? Of course he didn't. What does the pilot do? He makes an adjustment when you're in the air, even though you get blown off course, your goal is still the same. It might take a few minutes longer. If you're on an airplane to get where you want to go, you just adjust course. So when you have the right goal, a worthy goal, a goal that, you know checks all the boxes then if you get blown off course if some obstacles come that's okay we stay focused on getting there and if it takes a little longer that's okay and the big principle of this is what is what dad would teach it's it's not what we achieve by it's not what we achieve by achieving the goal right that's not that's not the big deal it's who we become in on the journey and so when we overcome a lot of challenges, a lot of obstacles along the way, we're a different person. And that's something to take stock in, to be proud of, to rely on in the future.
0: Man, absolutely, Tom, I love both of those. And you know, the two things come to me also, Nicole, with this, and this is for any, all of us, as we are pursuing something that we believe in, that we desire. And then this obstacle comes along again. One is that the obstacle will come along and that's just the biggest thing. It's the most counterintuitive thing, especially I'm going to pick on my, my, uh, faith filled folks. Um, especially when we feel like this is something that God is really a part of really called us to, we don't expect the obstacles. And that's where we got to go back to the Bible and see that that happened over and over. I really, I mean, I say that and I really take personal solace in that. But another thing with you, Nicole, so here you are, you've been knocked off of your intended path and the intended amount in show, uh, boy, I believe it was 801. Yeah, 801, we had Nick Unsworth, and the title of that show was Declare Your Vision. Incredibly inspiring story to listen to. Nicole, you're a listener. You probably did, but to go back and think about that, where he did a lot of just declaring it. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I believe in it. And if you set that goal and say, I don't know how, but by December 31st, I'm going to have $20,000 and commit to that. That is a viable route. Okay. And so is the idea of when we, with that proverbial shooting for the stars, when we do that and we get to the end that we have set, or we feel like it's supposed to be the end. And we realize, man, I did not make the stars that I set out, but I'm like two countries over. Well, that's pretty great, even with your family who they not expecting this at all. And if you go and present them with, hey, here's $7,000, they're gonna be wowed and have no idea that you wanted $20,000. Or if you stick to 20,000, but it's just gonna take a longer bit of time as, as well, You know, they're not going to know. It's different ways to look at it, there's no right or wrong, it's your personal calling. Both of them are valid and both of them are better than being nowhere, and as Tom said, you've already got $4,000 as a gift for your family. What a gift for that. And, and yeah, again, back to what you're becoming in the process that's as important or more as with the gift that you will give them that will impact them. Um, this is a good one, Tars Thomas, uh, Tom. He says, I have a very big goal, a lofty goal. My, my particular one is attached to a particular niche, and I've been working on it for two years. Uh, It's longer than I thought I would be without taking action, but at this point, it's perfect, it's flawless, I can't even talk myself out of it anymore but I don't wanna just give it away because I wanna be involved in doing something and that was a fear of mine was giving it away and he did. So apparently he shared with this with something that's patentable, he shared it with somebody and they tried to take it. So now he's afraid of sharing that. So that's what I wanted to share on this or for us to discuss because we have a lot of people who have a, an idea for a product, they have a patent, they have an invention, they have a new, uh, you know, a, a new a new service, a new perspective and they're afraid to share it because it will be taken, stolen, copied, whatever. And I've met people probably like you have who have some actual stories. I would say for every one of them, there's 10,000 people who didn't and my dad was a big, big, he was very vocal on this. He said, oh my gosh, if you've got anything uh, viable you have to share it with people. You've got to get counseled. Don't worry about it being taken. Uh, ideas, inventions, patents are a dime a dozen. The value is in the person who does it and who goes after it. And that's still my counsel, Tom. It really is. Even though, uh, like you have, there's been a few cases where I have heard of somebody who has shared something and maybe they were going to partner with somebody and that person went off and took it and tried to do something with it. Uh, which, you know, we could speak to that, man. I feel like that is rare. And we have, fa- I'll say this, would, would, would you agree? There's far more damage done by not sharing because you're afraid of that than there is by sharing on the remote possibility that somebody could take your idea.
1: Well, the real damage is not taking action. I agree. Yeah. Right. And so the people who don't share, what does that mean? It usually means they don't take action. And I think there's some yeah. wisdom here at Ziegler on goals. What, what we teach is that if it's a give up goal, right? You're going to give up smoking. You're going to give up eating sugar. You're going to give up a bad habit. You tell everybody. If it's a go up goal, meaning I'm going to try to get a patent or I have this brilliant idea or I'm trying to get a promotion in my company. Uh, I'm, you know, I want to, I want to start a new business then you have to be, you have to use wisdom and who you share that with, right? And the people you want to share it with are those who are hundred percent on your team who, who want you to succeed, you know, more than anything. And so that's where, if you've got an idea, a patent that's worthy of sharing, if you're not going to share it with anybody because you're afraid that's a mistake, right? Or if you go and share it with somebody who's already in that industry, who has all the connections already who you don't know, and others have said, hey, be careful, you can't trust them, and you share it with them, that's a mistake. And so you've, so you've got to use some wisdom in that. But the biggest mistake you can make is not taking action. And the first action you want to take is find out who can you share it with. Yeah. You know, you might have a conversation with an attorney or a friend or a mentor or a coach, a family member, somebody who you know is on your side. Uh, and a lot of ideas that don't get shared, uh, your dad is hundred percent right on because they're not, they're not patentable ideas, right? They are ideas around how do you create an experience or how do you do something different in business? And I have found that people who hold back on those ideas, they just, they hold back on everything else too. Yep. And that is a dangerous
0: thing. I, I agree. And, and Tom, I, I had, the, I had the, the biggest concern I had with this was the first time that I had a business where we talked with real investors. And I thought, man, I, you know, of course, I think it's the best idea ever. And I'm going to share it with somebody who knows business, who knows business more than I do. They may not know my particular niche, but they can go find somebody who does. And they got the money to do it. Obviously, that's why I'm talking to them. They got the money and I don't. I thought, my gosh, they could just take us and run with it. Well, then I realized, especially when you're talking with a legitimate investor, an accredited investor, they hear brilliant ideas all the time they 've already made their money a lot of them don 't need any more money they 're doing it because they be still want more or they want to just you know it's something it 's what they do it 's what they 're interested in and they're looking for neat ideas and they're just looking for right people. And I learned that finally, investors are looking for right people. There's a lot of ideas and back to that, you know, it's who takes action on them. So they're looking for the right person to walk that idea out. And if that idea, they put a hundred grand in and make a million great, but they're going to do that nine or nine times out of 10 and lose that hundred grand. And then they're going to find the next, whatever TikTok or, you know, whatever unicorn Peloton or something investment and make a ton. They're not looking to steal ideas. And I really don't, I'm sure again, I'm sure it exists. I don't have any personal stories of somebody who shared an idea. Somebody took that idea and succeeded with it and they lost out. Even the ones where somebody did try to do something, I don't know a success story from that. So I'm, I agree totally with what you said. You know, one of our partners, uh, Kevin Harrington, who
1: is just, you know, he created, he's the one who basically invented the infomercial you, you know, about the Genzu knife because of Kevin Harrington and he's whatever, he's just come out with a new book with Mark Tim called mentor to millions. And Kevin was one of the original sharks on shark tank. His life is getting pitched ideas. Yeah. And he is worth, I mean, he's incredibly, incredibly successful, wealthy, and, listening to him speak and having dinner with him numerous times and hearing his philosophy, when you go to somebody like you, Kevin, somebody in that accredited space, their calling card is this. If they treat those people fairly who bring them ideas, then word gets out and they don't have to look for ideas anymore. The ideas come to them. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the way life really is, right? And so part of our wisdom is we got that really good idea. We want to seek out somebody like a Kevin Harrington to take that idea too, because they have the ability to maximize it, to tell you where you're right and wrong, what you need to work on. But they're going to look at you and go, what other ideas do you have? Who else do you know? That's how they build their business. And isn't it interesting that it all comes back down to integrity? Yeah. And so that's the key. And you know what, whether it's an idea or a thought or anything else, what, you know, there's not a lot of point of sharing that kind of stuff with with people who don't have integrity in the first place.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Vetting who you're sharing with is key. You are listening to The Ziegler Show and this second episode on big goals. Next, we've got someone sharing that they're a realtor, but wanting to transition to flipping homes and wanting a relationship that leads to marriage. We'll get right back into it after I share some great products and services with you. Well, this is a neat one because she's just sharing. I mean, I ask people just share. Share that goal that you may be scary to yourself, maybe be scary. So this is a neat one. Renee uh, Schultz, she shares two, Two huge goals. One generate enough income in, warm, uh, in my flipping rehab business to replace the bulk of my real estate transactions. I've been a realtor for 25 years and it's wearing on me due to increased demands and time constraints. It's one of the few industries I know where it's possible to work many hours with the chance of no pay if the deal goes astray. And most of the time, if that does happen, it's not anything the agent did or didn't do, but rather someone else being unreasonable and or inconsiderate. So big goal number one, she must replace her regular real estate license with, uh, with, with actually flipping, uh, and rehab business. Number two, she wants to find and have a permanent relationship leading to marriage with a Spiritually sound man within a few years of my age, established and financially sound, low or no debt, honest, fun, joyous, happy, genuine, caring, loving, handsome. T- sounds like us, Tom. Takes care of his mind, body, and spirit, and is healthy, treats me with dignity and respect, generous, peaceful, kind, and knows and follows Jesus. And by the way, I am ready, willing, and able to offer the same that I am asking. Thanks. That's specific. I love it. I do clarity. Too. That's clarity. clarity. I'll never forget I was
1: uh, kind of doing a coaching session with a guy and he was mid 30s, a millionaire, uh, in fact, in the real estate business and totally wrapped up in, you know, doing what she was talking about, you know, creating income and and multifamily and all the different things. Uh, But he would neglected his personal life. Mm -hmm. He, He said, Tom, I haven't I haven't been on a on a date in probably 10 years. And I'm getting to that age where, you know what, there's more to life than making money. Uh, I think I need to start dating. And I said, who would you want to date? And so he gave a list similar to that, right? And and then he, I, I was real quiet, right? Because I always let, let, when I'm working with somebody, I always, you know, once they give the list, I just let it sit there. And then he says, it sounds like I've described a unicorn. Yeah how do you catch a unicorn? And so I answered, oh, the way you catch a unicorn is you become a unicorn. And so isn't that interesting that if we get real clarity on who we wanna have a relationship with, then we need to become the person that attracts that kind of person. Yeah. And it's amazing what happens when we get clarity on what we want and we take action on becoming the person that's naturally gonna find that individual. And so kudos for writing that all down. I love that. I'm also, I I know a lot of people who do that in real estate. Uh, It's always, always a good thing to do if you do it right. Yep. And so I recommend a lot of education
0: and understanding how to do it. I um, had breakfast this morning with one of my key guys that I meet with every Friday. He's a realtor saying that he's doing very well in regular real estate. But now he just matter of fact, he closes, I think, today on, I don't know, fourth, fifth house that he's flipping and he's making, you know, 50 grand here, 20 grand here. He's learning the ropes. And, uh, and yeah, building up and he's got a couple, uh, VRBO rentals up here now and man, it's a life. It's been really neat to see cause he was a worship pastor. He was, he was at my church, uh, totally changed his vocation and doing well, but yeah, he's learning the ropes of that. And yeah, what a great, what a great fruition. But yeah, I th- just, I appreciate Renee sharing that, being so clear on it and also being willing to come out and share it. That's what we saw. back, back to, back to, uh, TARS that just sh- just, just talked about sharing. And there's so much power in being able to share, getting feedback from other people, accountability, and just being, having the confidence to put it out there, having the faith to put it out there. Uh, this is a neat one, and bear with me as I read through this. Beffrey, and I, I forgot where she's from, somewhere, um, well, actually, a, 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 uh, Nakuro. I'm not sure where that is, Tom, N-U-K-U-R-O, but she says, I have a beauty spa. I finished my studies and joined a children's home in Nakura called International Humanity Foundation. My life challenges made me see life in a different perspective while working with the kids. I visited their families and I was touched. Since then, I chose to be a life changer. My goal in the coming years is to open up beauty spas in different towns. My main reason for doing this business is my love for POKOT, P-O-K-O-T, uh, children. They go through a lot in life because of the harsh environment. The main purpose of the beauty spa is to offer skills and knowledge through training so they can be able to meet their needs and stand for themselves thereafter. By doing so, I will have helped them to avoid early marriages, rape, circumcisions, etc. Goodness. Wow. Yeah. That's candid. That's deep. That's uh boy, you talk about an altruistic endeavor to have been touched by something that deeply and to go after it. And I can't imagine Yeah, the challenges we may think we have in America, Tom. What on earth is she dealing with to go after that? You know,
1: one of the things that I love to study and uh you know, maybe maybe somebody's listening on Facebook and they can comment on this, but is Jewish tradition, and in Jewish tradition uh, you know, there's different levels of giving, right? You know, there's, 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 there's giving because you need to, it's, you know, it's like a wedding gift. And then there's a gift, you know, just kind of, you know, altruistic. And then there's a, a gift where uh, they don't know who got it. And then there's the gift where uh, the receiver doesn't know who sent it and the giver doesn't know who received it, right? But then there's the most valuable gift of all, and that's when you take somebody under your wing and you teach them intentionally how to create an income, how to create wealth, how to live life. And what more powerful way from, from a human dignity perspective than pouring your life into helping less fortunate people just by, you know, where they're born, helping them find a way where they can create value in the world in return, uh, have a living that they can grow from. Uh, and also not only that in the process, but a mentor, somebody who, who now for the, maybe the first time they look up and they go, wow, there's other people out there willing to help. Maybe what I need to do is learn this and then keep asking other people for help. Yeah. What a, what a great, a great goal and a great thing to do.
0: Yep. Yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm looking at Facebook. We have so many people from all across the globe and it's such a gift to hear people going after things and cultures and environment circumstances that we can't conceive of at all. And it's all relative. You know, it's all relative. It's not to make it uh, make it make it sound bad to somebody who has it easier, but uh, but just to realize what we do have and what can we do with it. Uh, Matt Horn here, he says his goal is to open and own my own basketball specialist training facility here in Brisbane, Australia. It's one of the places you like, Tom. Uh, I I just want to help kids and young adults to reach their basketball potential, but furthermore, provide a whole aspect of mindset development for these players to be ready to take on life. You know, it's interesting, Tom, to have that one come right after Beffrey talking, talking about you know, kids in harsh circumstances, the other side of the world. And here he is in Australia talking about basketball. I had a client one time, and he, was, he loved boarding, wakeboarding and snowboarding. You know, so you got both sides of the year. And he was so excited about it. And here's the admission. At the time, I was a little, I don't know, skeptical maybe. Just of that, of that, because you know, I was so into this, you know, these passionate businesses. And lately we've been talking about going after endeavors where, that, that, where your heart breaks for something. And to look at that and to go really, you know, wakeboarding and, and snowboarding and whatnot. And over time working with him, the guy was just pure joy. He just loved it. And when I got to the heart of it, he said, I just love bringing families out. When you get them out of their home and bring them out here into an indifferent environment and teach the kids something and the grown-up something, it's a level, it kind of levels the playing field because you might have a kid better than their parent or something like that. They're all laughing. They're all smiling. It just takes them into a new direction and wakes them up. I want to make families better. And I thought, holy smokes, Kevin. Quit judging people's endeavors because whatever it is they do that gives them joy is, is benefit number one. But anything they're doing to help people in any way, whether it seems altruistic or seems like fun, it's helping people. And we have no idea the value, the immensity, the, the ripple effects, the butterfly effect of doing so. And it was really a great uh, testimony to me to not again, yeah, judge the altruism, the value, whatever what somebody's excited about, because I have seen people do great things, and their work is doing something I, I can't hardly put the value to it myself i't get I don't get it, and I realize I don't have to
1: you know I heard that uh, that dream, that goal, and i the, I immediately thought of john Wooden and if if you come to Ziegler headquarters, you'll see a picture uh, with with Zig Ziegler uh, dad. Uh, John Wooden and Pat Summit all together, they spoke on a program. So you've got the all-time winningest uh, male uh, NCAA basketball coach and female NCAA basketball coach in this picture. And when you think about it, how many, you know, as good as John Wooden was, I think he won 11 national championships. If you talk to his players, they will tell you, that as good as his basketball was, they became men because of his mentorship. And so when you have uh, young people coming in and they have a passion for wakeboarding or basketball or, or anything, and you're able to combine that passion with how do you do it right you know, how do you, how do you practice right? How do you hustle? How do you bring your attitude? How do you, you know, incrementally build that skill? And all of a sudden, you whether they go off and, and have a basketball career or get into college because of it or, or it doesn't really matter, not only do you coach them up and they can apply that anywhere in life, but someday they're going to have kids and they're going to remember those drills and those lessons and the point behind the point. And suddenly you've got legacy. So I, I I love that. I applaud that.
0: I do too. Well, you brought up uh, or made me think of another point of that. I realized in, uh, gosh, 19, 1998. So I'm in my late 20s and I'm leading a big cycling organization. I was an elite cyclist at that time. And I was out riding with a guy who was probably 10 years, 15 years older. Uh, he had made, he was a CEO and in, in, in a couple of companies, big, you know, big money. On any any place that I would have been, I would not necessarily have been a peer of yours, a peer of his. But out there on the road, on a, on a bike, I'm the I'm the I'm the pro, not him. And to see him, he opened up to me, Tom, in a in a pretty intimate way, and just started sharing me. And I was in my head thinking, why, why are you, you know, it doesn't make sense. I, I you wouldn't normally share with me on this peer level, but I had a place of influence and that's what gets gets me as well if you have if you're whatever you're doing If you have a place of influence, you have power to help people. And if that's helping them with wakeboarding or snowboarding, where you're the expert or whatever, and you have influence, what you can do with that. And I see people using that for good and bad. uh, Absolutely out there. But people who have, yeah, a basketball group or whatever, somebody who they have influence over and they can use that to speak into their lives. Because if you have influence in one area, people by proxy generally give you Uh, Value whether you deserve it or not in other areas. But you look at people like Zig Ziglar and he came out and who is he? Man, he's the sales guy, right? Well, as soon as he's got credibility there and people get to know his heart and get to know what he's about and get to know his integrity, his morality, his ethics, then he can speak on anything and people are listening. And what a gift. What didn't he speak on at some point? I mean, his parenting and marriage and faith and business and, But I mean, he he went across the gamut. And we see that with people like Dave Ramsey. You know, he's the finance guy, but now people, they wanna know his his opinion on anything. That's the power of influence. And then we get into that's what sales is. And as Zig said, we're all in sales because we all have influence for better and worse. Laura Golding, Tom. My big goal is to finally get CHS certification, Certified Health Education Specialist. When I graduated with my master's in community health 13 years ago, the idea of studying for yet another thing made me not want to do it. To be honest, I'm not even sure I really wanted my master's. I just did it because I didn't know what else to do. So I took a break, a long one. The more time went on, the more I questioned whether I was qualified and even wanted to do it. After several moves and several part-time jobs later that weren't even in my field, I started thinking that I really need to go for it. I was sick and tired of not utilizing my full potential and letting fear get in the way. And I was feeling guilt about all the missed potential earning and leaving a lot of the financial weight on my husband's shoulders. I had never really gone for it. So why was I thinking I wouldn't like it? I got myself on board with the idea and then the pandemic hit. Uh, It was really the push that I needed after submitting a request. I got pre-qualified to take the test, which surprised me. Maybe I was hoping a little bit that I wouldn't be qualified as that would validate the last decade of my life career wise. (laughs) I've purchased the study materials, I have the exam date set, I have three months to get ready for it. To say I'm overwhelmed is an understatement, but I believe that with hard work, rewiring my brain and some motivation, I can do it. No more self-doubt. And if I fail, I can retake the test in the spring. This time next year, I could at minimum triple my income. That is a scary but amazing thought. I love the mental gymnastics she went through in that. (laughs) Isn't that great? That's, that's some good self-awareness. Yeah, it is. And don't, don't we, don't most
1: of us do that? You know, we say, Oh, you know what? Uh, gosh, I, I really want that. And then we get burned out and we put it to the side and we keep going back to it when, man, we just should have taken action right out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, but you know, sometimes we got to grow up and sometimes we got to mature. One of the things that I would say, I, the story of You know, dad would tell all the time this 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 he was speaking somewhere and a nurse came to him and she said, Mr. Ziegler, I'm uh, I'm a nurse and I've always, you know, I've put off going to medical school. That was my original plan. Uh, I was going to become a nurse for a few years and go to medical school and 15 years have gone by. And I just want to know, should I you know, should I go for it? And he said, absolutely. And she said, well, I'm 44. I'll be almost 50 when I'm done. And he said, well, in five years, how old will you be if you don't do it? And she said, well, I'll be the same age. <laughs> and isn't that so true now it that is. so many people say, gosh, the reason I can't do it is A, B, or C or my age. And the reality is that's going to be true in five years, no matter what you do. Why not go all in and give it a go?
0: Yeah. Yep, absolutely. You know, with that, I'm looking at Facebook, uh just to wrap us up here, Roy Smooth. He says the power going back to what we were talking about, the power to influence. Gives you the power to help people, and I referenced Zig saying we're all in sales. So I, I walked over there. I just in my moving offices and books everywhere. I got all my Ziglar books together. This is an old copy. I'm holding it up for everybody to see on video. Secrets of Closing the Sale. This is the book that Seth Godin, who uh, most people more more than than not are going to know who he is, one of the biggest. Uh, one of the biggest voices in business today, I, I think, and personal development business. Seth Godin tells a story. He told it on the show that Tom, you and I had him on a long time ago. It was when I first uh, took up as host of The Ziglar Show. And he talked about listening to that tape. Cassette tape back then, secrets of closing sales, 72 times till it broke. And then he couldn't buy it by itself. It only came in a set that cost hundreds of dollars, which was a big deal to him back then. And he bought another one and listened to it. But he says the point of it though, is it didn't just change my sales or increase my sales and change my business. It changed my life. I mean, it's a book and I am, I'm hawking it here, folks, right here you go. Secrets of closing the sale to give you influence. It's about people skills. It's very, and it has some aspects of, uh, how to win friends and influence people from Dale Carnegie, which is how to connect with people. This is one. If you don't think you're in sales, you are in an influence and we all are. And it is a training manual right there. One of the best on planet earth, which you can get at zigler.com and go to the online store and you'll find it there in books. It's, one of the best-selling books, period, but business books of all time. It's a classic that most anyone, including myself, has on. The, I don't know how old. This is a really old one, I guess, uh, but maybe I can get more money for it. Also, now nah, I won't sell it all. <laughs> I won't sell so it what all was else. the quote by Roy again? By uh, Roy, he said, the power to influence gives you the power to help people.
1: So check this out. I don't know if you remember his name, but uh, Roy is an artist and so what he's done is he's taken some zig ziglar audio and put music behind it and we are coming out with that soon you just
0: let me listen to that i didn't know that was him that's him yeah Uh, that's roy that's roy i think last week when we got on here you said hey check this out i didn't know that yeah i just pulled up his his uh website page so here we we get promo to roy roy it's uh roy roy smooth s-m-o-o-t-h-e so this do you is, wanna hear you wanna hear a bit of that song? Cue it up, man. Let's do it. Let okay, me here's something. candid podcasting, folks. Let's yeah, see if the really, audio comes through. Let me see if I can uh... Alright, bear with us here. We're gonna hear Roy Smooth doing some Ziggler music here.
1: You, were born to win. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to pump that in so many times that there'll never be any question about it. You were born to win. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to pump that in. You were born to win.
0: All right. That right there, we need to sell that hundred bucks for that track that you can stick on your iPhone alarm so that that's what wakes you up in the morning.
1: I've never heard dad sound so cool. That was cool. So he's got a whole bunch of tracks. Hopefully in the next uh, four to six weeks, we'll be out with something on that, but. Yeah, I saw him on there earlier than you pulled him out and said that. So
0: that's cool. Totally. Well, we'll call that divine. Uh, That was a beautiful way to end that. Oh, hey, I just, man, is always, always grateful for people sharing stuff. But this one, to share those dreams. And I would encourage you, if you didn't want to do it here, if you're thinking about it now, as you're listening to this, to, to, of course, uh, just like uh, Renee did, write it down. Write it down. If you do nothing more than pick out a piece of paper or a journal entry and don't make it a, a big deal, just write it down. Hey, this is what I really want. And to share it with somebody, find some one person to share it with uh, is so, so powerful. Well, you know, again, I don't even want to put that on. Just write it down. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing he's can do. But second, to share it with somebody is great. And Tom, like you, I am so gifted. Again, I like, just like I told you about every Friday morning, you can find me at Starbucks meeting with my guys and we do life together. And that generally comes down to sharing what's going on, good and bad. Uh, Pete Vargas, who we've had on the show, has been uh, become renowned for going around, doing his events, which he can't do right now, but when he's doing them, and he'll pick out influential people and do a dinner, buy them dinner, have them all con- congregate. And his main uh, perspective, boy this will make a good show. I might do this for the next show. Is just to ask in your life, in your life and business, what is working and what is not? And the testimonials he has gotten from people to in a group environment, you know, 15 people or so to share that is tremendous because we all generally will share what's working. We don't share what's not. And so to share it amongst a group of successful people and the opportunity to get feedback on that and to really contemplate that has been powerful. It's been, it's been going I told him he needs to write a book or do something on that, do a podcast on it. If he doesn't, I'll just steal it. We'll do it for a show. What do you think?
1: <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Pete would probably be happy if we took that.
0: I think he would. I think he would. Well, thanks again, Tom, man, always a gift brother. All right.
1: Appreciate you. That is Kevin Miller, the greatest host in all the land.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you go, friends. Again, I just don't know if there is anything more motivating uh, to give us confidence in and take action towards big dreams than being amidst other people who are authentically sharing their dreams, admitting them even, and the challenges and hope in pursuing them. Coming up in episode 813, I'm back with Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith, who in episode 810 led us in eight key areas we need rest in in order to be at our best. Well, no surprise, Sandra is very clear and specific in her habits and routines, uh, with rest being a paramount habit. So, this is our habit show. You're going to gain a lot by hearing this behind the scenes testimony from her on what she most values in her own personal and professional habits till then folks thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together